Welcome in, ladies, gentlemen, back on the JV Show. Welcome back, everyone, onto the podcast, back on the JV Show. we got some conference championship preview today. And, of course, we are not going to leave you guys hanging on that divisional round. we got all of it in store. Hopefully, everybody has somewhat recovered. I know your Mondays must have been tough after that crazy weekend, but we're here to break it all down for you tonight. As you know, I'm your host, JV. Alongside me today, as per usual, we got the main man, Luke. Luke, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. Happy to be on, you know, for this. Definitely. It's definitely gonna be fun to recap what happened over the weekend. Hey, we know we know Luke's gonna talk about the Bengals all episode long because he's been talking about it since the start of the playoffs. And we're just gonna hear we're gonna hear a whole mouthload. So I can't wait to hear what he says. But we got two new faces on the podcast tonight. Number one, we got my man Zach or Papa Smurf. Uh, How you doing, brother? Doing good. How about yourself, man? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Happy to have you, of course. And finally, we got me. Scott here. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys holding up for a Monday? <laughs> ah, I mean, what do you what do you expect? That was crazy, crazy divisional weekend. <laughs> I mean, Saturday was great on itself, and then Sunday, of course, just whole new beast, as I already said in one of my posts. Again, guys, everybody's content pages are going to be linked down in the comments. Please check them out. They're going to be tagged, featured, of course, and hopefully have them on in the future. But we're getting down to business today. We got to talk about this crazy divisional round. We got to recap it. We just, we got to, we got to let it go because I've been holding it in. I haven't made too many posts. Uh, Zach, I, you, you can, you can start us off here. Um, just give me your overall thoughts on the divisional round. Uh, any specific games you want to touch on? The floor is yours, man. First of all, I don't know how you can't touch on every single game. Um, this was by far the greatest weekend of football, I think probably in the history of the National Football League. Yeah. Uh, I was telling you before we hopped on that definitely in my 30 short years, it has been the greatest weekend of football that I have ever witnessed. And I, I, I don't even honestly, I don't even want to have a Super Bowl. Yep. I just want mm-hmm. to have a best of seven series between the Chiefs and the Bills. I just want to see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes fight in any way possible i want to see them compete in something that is that is the only thing that's going to satiate what this weekend left me with yeah the the only thing that's keeping me sane is that we get to see josh allen and patrick mahomes for the next 10 years battle battle it out in the afc i'm expecting at least three four five more conference championship games from those two it's going to be insane and i'm so excited because i know that's what the future holds for us and we also got guys like herb burrow Two young quarterbacks coming up as well. It's going to be we have Lamar. a fantastic exactly mm-hmm. we got a fantastic future set for us. And even though we're seeing guys like Brady Rogers, they're kind of fading away. I mean, they're still amazing, but you know they're nearing the end of their careers. As much as I hate to admit it, we got a good you know group of guys coming up behind them to watch. Scott, uh, give me your initial thoughts on the divisional round, that divisional weekend that was just so crazy. It's one of those things that if you've never watched football before. You know, I mean, these games are broadcast literally all over the world. And this is your first experience with it. You could easily become a fan for life, even if you don't necessarily know who the teams are. You know, you're looking at, in this case, these four games had a max scoring differential of 15 points between all of them. In the history of that round, in all the years of the playoffs, 
it had never been less than 18. So right there, you had three games that ended in a game-winning field goal, road team, by the way, and then also the other game ended in an overtime touchdown, you know, Mahomes to Kelsey. So you see the drama, the intrigue, and the excitement in a way that the NFL, I think in a lot of ways, desperately needed for a branding purpose. You know, I mean, this is something that they can run with. I mean, you guys mentioned, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen. That, in a lot of ways, I think is the new future, the 2020s version of what Manning and Brady were, where you're going to see these guys clashing until, say, at least the early 2030s you're looking at. And you're seeing the next generation of rivalries between these two teams. And I think there's a lot to be looking forward to, especially in Bill's, in Bill's nation. You know, Bill's Mafia has suffered for a very long time. Both Bill's Mafia and admittedly also, you know, uh, <laughs> Day as well. But, you know, you're looking at the future of the NFL. And if the NFL is smart, they can work with this in a good way and start bringing new fans in in a way they never were able to before. Right. Yeah. And oftentimes I feel, obviously, I feel really sad to see guys like Brady near the end of their careers. But I'm actually even more excited to see these young quarterbacks continue to battle it out because, the Bills, the Bills are going to win at least one game against the Chiefs in the playoffs moving forward. It's destined to happen. <laughs> and once we see, see that, Bills Mafia is going crazy. I just I hope they can keep it together. I know it's been a few years of really tough luck. Uh, Luke, we'll start with you. Let's talk about the two number one seeds getting knocked off. Packers, Titans, what do you make of those two games? Well, when it comes to the Titans, that was something I predicted that the Bengals would knock off the Titans. I mean, that was something that I thought was very expected in terms of the Titans are not too talented. And something that I look at, the Bengals beat the Titans in their own game. They beat them in an ugly game where they're in the teens. It's 16 to 16 in the final two minutes. The Titans always come out on these games, and that's the only reason they're the one seed. But the Bengals beat them at their own game. Like, that, that, that's scary to me. On the other side, when you see the 49ers beat Green Bay, there are very few people who expected that to happen. Like, yep. San Fran's a great team. I, I got onto their hype very, very, very late. I predicted them beat the Cowboys. But mm -hmm. I thought there's no way Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to basically yeah. – he kind of – like, he almost outplayed Aaron Rodgers the other mm -hmm. day. And when, when you see that team – and that 49ers team built around Jimmy G is just better than the Packers team that's built around Aaron Rodgers right now, in my opinion. And when you and the 49ers beating them, it shows the 49ers really do have a shot. And you kind of have to think, well, what are they going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo? You just drafted yeah. a quarterback number three overall, and now this quarterback who you plan on trading or even like cutting after the season just took you to the NFC Championship game, mm -hmm. despite maybe his 200 yards and a pick yeah. every game. Yeah, so, it, I mean, one of them was shocking. One of them wasn't really too, too shocking. So, I mean, it's obviously, you know, two one seeds. That was the first time that happened in, what was it, a decade? A little over a decade maybe. <laughs> um, and I think that it was it was great to see because we see these younger teams that are kind of getting back up into the, the, the championship ranks. And it's fun to see these this new generation basically start to take over, I think. Yeah, and I think that the thing with Jimmy G is that it's happened multiple times where people are like, this guy's gone, and then and then just something happens, and it's a miracle, and he's back on the team, and he's the starter. I mean, I, like, not in 100 years could you have convinced me that the Packers were going gonna to lose in Lambeau, <laughs> yeah. where they've been practicing in the freezing cold weather to a 49ers field goal game winner. Papa Smurf, you want to hop in here? Give us your thoughts on those two games. 
Yeah, so real quick, talking about the Jimmy G situation, this is best case scenario for the Niners. I'm not going to lie. Even if they lose in the NFC Championship, his trade value mm-hmm. has skyrocketed. <laughs> and Jimmy <laughs> G is your modern-day Trent Dilfer, right? He's good for maybe two Super Bowl appearances. Well, that's what they got out of them, maybe two Super Bowl appearances. So if they can convince somebody who is in desperate the Saints, in desperate need of a quarterback, trade value has skyrocketed uh but obviously i agree with everybody else there's no way on god's green earth i don't care that aaron Rodgers is zero and four now against the niners in the playoffs you couldn't have paid me enough money you couldn't have convinced me with enough things that aaron Rodgers in his swan song was going in in green bay was going to go out like this one and done but to be fair if 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 it were going to happen this was the season for it to happen because I've seen some some of the craziest stuff this season. Colts losing to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. The Bills losing to Jacksonville. The Jets and the Titans and Bengals. There was yeah. just – if it was going to happen, it, it was going to happen this season. And I just – I blame myself for just not seeing at least one upset happening in the playoffs. But I'll let you finish here, Zach. No, no, you're fine. And I get what you're saying. It's just – you couldn't. You could spend all day, and you would have never convinced me. Yeah. Um, and as far as the Bengals go, man, uh, a you're one hundred percent right, Luke. They did beat the Titans at their own game, but man, this young team, like swagger, is a real thing. If you don't believe confidence sways games, I don't know if you guys heard Joe Burrow, but he went to go over and tap McPherson on the helmet and say, "All right, man, go out there and do your best." And McPherson takes that practice swing and goes. Yeah, guess we're going to the AFC Championship. <laughs> You're a rookie kicker. Yeah. Who does that? Not acting like it, though. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Who comes out there and, like, has that mentality? Well, game's in the bag. Take off your helmet. You're going home, boys. Let's let's go on to the next round. Like, who does that? So, I, I mean, the Bengals, the Bengals are dangerous, and I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, after the way the Chiefs play, it's hard to say that they'll, they'll lose, but – Man, them Bengals yeah. got swagger. That's that's what I've been battling myself, and we're going to get to that later on in the episode, that Bengals-Chiefs game. And yeah, for sure. The swag that they have, Joe Burrow smoking a cigar after they made a playoff. <laughs> like, I saw some crazy stuff. Like, the Steelers went overboard on a live stream with Mike Tomlin dancing, but, like, smoking a cigar because he made the playoffs. These guys these guys are cocky, but they're doing it, and they're proving the fans wrong. And who they they've got they've got a good future in front of them. Even if they can't make a Super Bowl run this year, they've got a really bright future with Chase, Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow. They have so much talent. Scott with 2.0, man. <laughs> Scott, uh, what were your thoughts on those two games on Saturday we saw? Here's what I'll say about the uh, the Bengals game. In some ways, <clears throat> no disrespect to the Bengals, but I think in a lot of ways this was actually just as much a Titans loss as it was a Bengals win. I mean, look, first, yeah. pl- first play from scrimmage. What does Fitzpatrick do? Throws an interception, which turns into three points. They get down inside the 10-yard line. What happens then? He throws another pick. You know, you do stuff like that, it costs you points. Even if they only got a field goal when they were inside the 10, that's a six-point switch right there. You know, if Fitzpatrick doesn't throw that first interception and they punt, you know, who knows? But my point in this case here is you set a tone with mistakes like that. And a team like Cincinnati can blue collar and wear you down in such a way. I think, Luke, I think you referred to it as ugly football. You know what? An ugly win is always better than a pretty loss. And you Absolutely. saw that there where they were able to 
control the game a little bit. Nine to six at halftime. I mean, it wasn't that gorgeous, but it got the job done. And what's interesting to me is, I mean, you guys are too, actually probably all three of you guys are too young for this one, but I believe the last time that the Bengals had won a playoff game was 1991. So you have, you have entire fan base who were born after that, got through school, got through grad school, got married, had kids, had a mortgage, and never saw their team win a playoff game <laughs> in the entire run. You know, And then all of a sudden you have this. You got Burrow. You got Mixon. You have a future. You know, and that's the kind of thing that I think is so so appreciative in Bengal Nation right now, where you know what your future is holding. That who knows even what's going to happen right now going into this weekend, you know, against the Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes and all that. Who knows what's going to happen there? But even if you walk away with a loss here, you walk away with your head held very, very high because you know that future is yeah. extremely bright. You know? Yeah, uh, no, 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 That 100%. Like, you, they have so much potential leading in the future. And I, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm happy regardless right now of where your team's at. Um, Scott, to be honest, personally, I didn't see Fitzpatrick play this weekend, but I know that he's played for a lot of teams. So, Tannehill, you two. Tannehill. I could, I, I could, oh my God. Dude, I, I am so sorry. I didn't know if it was a Freudian slip or what. <laughs> it was totally, could, oh my God. Yeah. Listen, listen. Fitzpatrick, he's known no, no, to be. Good, good job. To be, He's known to be in those moments throwing picks. He's played for like every team in the NFL. So it, it, it's an easy mix up for sure. But uh, yeah, on Tannehill's part, I think he had to be better in that game, obviously. But Saturday, great, great group of games. But then Sunday, like that's just night and day. And yeah. they were still good games mm -hmm. on Saturday. Luke, what do you make of, of the Bucks, Rams, Brady, almost Falcons comeback, and then 42 seconds left, the Rams win the game? Like, I, I I had a heart attack, and I'm not even a fan of either of the teams. Yeah, I, I almost did, too. I, I saw something that really summed it up for me. It was like, uh, can someone tell me what happened in this Rams-Bucks game? Because I don't believe what my TV just showed me. Yeah. Like, that that game, when like, watching it, I just, like, when it got into the fourth quarter, when there were, like, five minutes left, and, Ram and the Rams have, like, the ball, there's, like, five minutes left, they're up 14 points or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, it looks like the Rams or the Niners are going to the Super Bowl this year. And then no, no. <laughs> Tampa's yeah, that's and then when I saw that fumble, I just that was what I couldn't believe. This the camera was shaking. The camera guy was like losing his life at that point. Like Sean McVay had the utter look of disappointment. Like that game, when I when I was watching it, I just couldn't understand and fathom how this was possible over and over and over again. And I, I was, I'm not going to lie, you know, Tom Brady, obviously the goat, but I was very, very happy as a Colts fan to see him lose like that. I'm, I have a lot of history with him, <laughs> but seeing the Rams do that and Cooper cup, having those two big receptions on that final drive where Matt Stafford decided to put the ice in his veins in the playoffs for the first time in his career. I mean, the first time he's ever had a team around him. Mm -hmm. And he showed up, and this proved to me also that Stafford, like when I'm looking at this in the future, that Stafford can take what he took into this game and what he's taken in the last two playoff games into injecting that playoff blood into him and saying, okay, I have the experience, the true experience and winning experience now. I can go win a Super Bowl this year. 
instead of having to wait a year or two to get used to the this being a, a true contender, you know? And so I, I think seeing that with Tampa and LA, obviously crazy game. <laughs> I was happy to see the Rams win though. And it's going to be interesting to see how it kind of plays into the, to the next weekend. Yeah, no, listen, I, I can't personally comprehend like a lot of the events that happened after halftime in that Rams game. Never, I don't think this season I've seen a center snap the ball 20 yards behind his quarterback. I don't think I've seen a kicker miss a 46-yard field goal short. A, short, a yeah. Pro Bowl kick, a Pro Bowl kicker miss a 46-yard field goal short. And I don't think I've seen Cam Akers fumble twice, almost mm-hmm. back-to-back. And then, and then to top it off, Matthew Stafford connects with Cooper Cup for a game-winning drive. That was just, I thought, I thought for sure we were seeing a Brady comeback. I thought for sure this, this was just another one of those games where that you wrote the box off, you wrote Brady off, and then he's back in it. But I think, I think the Rams deserve the game. I, 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 the Bucks had so much opportunity, but Brady needed help. I don't think he was given it. The loss of Antonio Brown clearly hurt. Same with Chris Godwin and. I think the Rams are better off to move on and possibly have two back-to-back games if they make the Super Bowl. Um, Zach, we kind of covered the Bucs game now. Let's talk about that Bills-Chiefs game. Like, if you and me played rock, paper, scissors right now, that's basically the determining factor of who won that game. That coin flip is rock, paper, scissors. You might as well well do that with them. I knew we were going to go here, and I have the dissenting opinion, I am sure. I am perfectly okay with it. The only change that I make is instead of a coin flip, you ever play spaces, laces, you ever, you know, go to play backyard football, decide who has the ball first, spaces, laces, ball don't lie. That's the only reason I would change it is because ball don't lie. But hear me out. And I get it, right? Like I prefaced all this by saying I want to see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes duel it out in in literally any form of competition I can get because it was so good. But. Let's not pretend that the Bills didn't have a chance here. Sure, their offense didn't, but their defense had a chance to end that game by preventing Patrick Mahomes from driving 177 yards in the final minute and 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. They had two drives in which they could have stopped this from happening. Uh, Losing to a coin flip is your fault. You then came out to play defense. Now, I get it. You're gassed. You just had Patrick Mahomes run down the field on you twice in a row in a minute and 40 seconds but you still got to go out there and do your job. You know, we talk about special teams being the lost phase of football, you know, and even if you don't count special teams, you had defense, which is largely, you had the number one defense in the league and you let the chiefs just run down. Like it didn't matter on you. So although there is a large part of me that longs for Sunday night to just keep going for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. You got to go out and play defense. This this was directly Buffalo's fault. And, well, Fair. directly Patrick Mahomes just being yeah. a video game character. But right. yeah. the Bills needed to play defense. Yeah, fair fair mm-hmm. enough. And I think that, yes, the Bills were given multiple opportunities to win this game. They needed a stop. Uh, they could have squib kicked it. There were multiple things that they could have done to try and prevent Patrick Mahomes from marching the ball. And I get it. Patrick Mahomes is a ridiculous talent that we've never seen, probably the best quarterback talent we've ever seen. But the Bills' defense, I get it's the Chiefs' offense, but if you're the number one ranked defense, you can't let a team put up 42 points on you in the playoffs like that. They 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 played like they were like 
like the Jets defense. And no offense to you, Zach, because Whoa. I know you're wearing. I know you're wearing. I know you're wearing the Jets. <laughs> and I can't even target the Giants because we got Scott here. I I guess Dude, you can target the Giants. Listen, there's nothing. There's, listen, there's nothing you can say that I don't personally know. You know about my team that runs a quarterback sneak on a third and nine, and they're inside their own five yard line. You know this. This you know I I threw a poll up on Twitter. Which is worse for New York sports fans? You know, surrender sneak or butt fumble? People yeah. actually went with surrender sneak. So people actually went with surrender sneak on the grounds of the fact that butt fumble was an earnest attempt and it just went <laughs> south. It totally went south. Yes. But this was just giving up. Yeah. And that's a big difference than trying and failing ethically. You know, so yeah, in New York, I'm sorry, butt fumble is no longer the worst, uh, <laughs> worst play in New York history. <laughs> yes, no, for sure. Yeah, no, both both are iconic. Like both, I mean, they're going down in history. Probably the best. Iconic is a nice history. way of saying it, by the way. Uh, I would use different words, and so would he. <laughs> hey, it's it's right up there, right behind the David Tyree catch. It's it's one of the most iconic plays, which is remarkable. So I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm looking at my wife, and it's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no 100 percent. but like back to the bills defense they they got to be better and but again i think i think josh allen deserved it gabe davis <clears throat> phenomenal game I, like i don't think anybody expected him to play like that and Diggs was held to seven yards but when you have gabe davis putting up 200 plus yards and four touchdowns i don't know what you want from Diggs because <laughs> clearly davis had the hot hand um scott just give me your quick thoughts on this game maybe on the coin toss here because put let's maybe let's put this game aside and just think of what if you know either team is equally balanced which it kind of was this game like is the coin toss what you want to end a playoff game like this you know what i don't hate the, the only the only twitch uh switch i would make to overtime rules is more of just changing the length of you know i mean right now in regular season you know it's a 10 minute overtime i'd rather see that back to 15 again but i come from the era when the first score of any sort wins when it was the kick, when the kickoff was at the 30 yard line, would go to like, you know, the 10 yard line, they take it out to the 30, you know, get 40 yards, kick a 47 yard field goal and win the game. That's the era I grew up with. So the fact that they eliminated that is to me a step in the right direction. I don't have a problem with this. And I get the fact that I'm in, that apparently we are in the minority on this one. Um, but I don't hate the fact that it comes down to a coin flip because again, you still have to get it right. Um, and again, like you said, the defense still has to do its job. And also don't forget the bills blew that lead with less than a minute remaining. They had the lead, you know, this whole thing could, this overtime thing could have been hundred percent avoided if they stopped Mahomes or that kick was missed, but nobody's talking about any, any of that. If you noticed it, it's yeah. all about the overtime rules suck. We need to change the overtime rule. Ah, you know, the bills signed off on the overtime rules. <laughs> they signed <laughs> off on it too. But yeah. that's the whole thing. You know, you're okay with the rules until they hurt you. And then they suck. Fair enough. Well, that's what that's what happened with the Chiefs. Literally the exact same thing. They weren't okay with it against the Patriots. And then it comes back and it bites the Bills and it's in the favor of the Chiefs. So I think there's a lot of discussion to be made. I'm not sure what the NFL thinks about this because mm -hmm. of all the backlash now from not just Bills fans, but I, I'm interested to see what they do with the overtime rules if they change it to something more like college. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see down the line if they do indeed, you know, alter the rules at least slightly. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of our recap on the divisional round there. I think we could go on for days and days talking about it, but <laughs> I really want to hop into this conference championship 
these two conference championship games, and then we'll close things out. First, let's go to the AFC Bengals. Chiefs, Luke, I know you have the Bengals coming out of this one, but let me just hear your insight on the game. Why exactly do you think the Bengals are coming out, or is it just because you want to hold your prediction? Yeah, obviously, <laughs> I am going to mention I believed in them. Before the wild card started, I said Bengals are going to the Super Bowl, my hot take of the year. I also said they were they would play the Packers and lose. Um so, well, that's obviously going to change. But I think it's more likely to see when I see Kansas City, I think they're less dangerous than Buffalo when it comes to them playing um, Cincinnati in a playoff game. Because I feel like it's more – I don't know what it is. Even though I think the Chiefs offense is just overall better than the Bills offense, yeah. the Bills offense I feel like is less likely to have an off day, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. And I feel like – that makes it more likely because I feel like the Bengals' defense is extremely underrated. And when I see them going into this game, I could see it being like a 24-20 like a game. Instead, you would think maybe it's like a 40-point forty you know, to 30-something point game like the Bills-Chiefs game. It's probably, I think, to me a little bit more low scoring because, again, it's an AFC championship game. They're tip, not typically super-duper high scoring. And then the Bengals defense is extremely underrated. They have so many great uh, pieces on that team. Trey Hendrickson is the leader of that defense. He can, he continuously is able to have an anchor for that defense and hold it down to get the big stops when they need to get big stops bend, but not break. That's what the Bengals are great at. That's what they've been great at both times in both of these games in the playoffs. And I think being able to do that against the chiefs is going to be the most important thing. Holding them to field goals, making Mahomes get off the field, and and you're able to milk clock with a better run game than the Chiefs with a quarterback who you could say could game manage slightly better. I mean, it's an, it's arguable, but he could game manage slightly better than Mahomes because Joe Burrow is just – he's a little bit more – he can throw it down five yards, I feel like. And then Mahomes is always looking for the big play. And obviously Mahomes is amazing at the big play. We're not going to dispute that. So I'm not just going to obviously say the Bengals because of my prediction, like you said. But I'm not – I still believe just when I watch this matchup, I think it's definitely possible. And when I look at the two NFC teams, I think it's possible that my prediction even goes further <laughs> that the Bengals could even win the Super Bowl. Who right, day, right. maybe. <laughs> um yeah i mean i think that the Bengals are going to benefit from a dirty game and not just uh getting mahomes off the field but keeping him there utilize joe mixon utilize the run game obviously it's ex exploit the chiefs defense and use jamar chase and your talented receivers and you know your general manager as the quarterback there but take time off the clock as much as possible. Keep Mahomes off the field because that Bills Chiefs game, by the way, it was 26-21 with two minutes left. Mm -hmm. And that game ended 36-36 at the end of regulation because both teams were just in the end zone so quick. Nobody even thought Mahomes about three points in 13 seconds. Exactly. Just <laughs> exactly. So that that's just my personal opinion. I, I personally have the Chiefs because I just I, I see them coming off a game like that playing so well offensively, and I, I just can't see them losing, especially at home. Uh, Papa, what are your thoughts? Just like Burrow in the national championship, baby. Give me Big Burrow and Jamar Chase all day, every day. Um, yeah. Look, the Chiefs are good. Mahomes is good. There's no questioning that. I'm not. This isn't 
more this is more diatribe about the Bengals than it is against the Chiefs because you know they're going into Arrowhead. That's an amazing place to play. A great home home field advantage. Uh, you know, but to be honest with you, I mean, the Chiefs should have lost against the Bills. If that defense just didn't crumble, the Chiefs lost that game. And I just think that the kind of confidence that that Joe Burrow in that Bengals team from the rookie kicker all the way through your quarterback, when your team walks around with that kind of swagger and that kind of confidence as if nothing in the world could possibly bother them or shake them. That's that's tough to beat, man. So I, I got I got the Bengals. Every single one of those players got ice in their veins, and I think they're gonna walk out of out of Arrowhead with we'll call it a four point win. Really? Like honestly, I want to know where Joe Burrow got his confidence from because I couldn't. Even if I tried to be, I don't want to know where he got those glasses from because those <laughs> those seem they came around and he's been deadly ever since. Scott, who do you like in this game, uh, Chiefs versus Bengals? All right, I'm going to be the wet blanket here. I do have to go with the Chiefs on this. Okay, thank and you. there's a reason why. Uh, to me, I think a lot of it comes down to experience. No hate towards Bengal Nation. No hate towards Uday at all. This is new territory to them. This is new territory to Joe Burrow. And listen, Patrick Mahomes just went through this a few years ago. But this, I mean, look at how many you know <clears throat> AFC championships he has been in. They that unit, the entire unit has been in. This is a day at the office for them. You know, this is something that is no longer, you know, a pipe dream or a fantasy, but it's an expectation. And I think even though they could easily have lost that game against the Bills, they, as the phrase I think you used, you know, bend but didn't break. You didn't use it with the Chiefs, but I'm still, I'm going to steal it here. You know, they hung in there and they pulled a win out of it. A thrilling, you know, energy-induced, you know, exciting win that they can carry that momentum into this week and playing again at home at Arrowhead, I think is going to give them a bit of an advantage. They can shore up some of the mistakes that they have. Uh, I think they can do a couple of things that they – they can do a couple of things against Cincinnati that they would not be able to do against Buffalo. And I can see Cincinnati honestly struggling to keep Patrick Mahomes, you know, from being able to throw that ball into the end zone and run it into the end zone. You know, I don't, like I said, I think there's a great future there. I think it's absolutely, you know, Bengal Nation has a lot to be excited about and rightfully so, but I don't see them getting this game here. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take, I also take the Chiefs in this game, but I think I can see where the Bengals are coming from just because, number one, it is another day in the office for the Chiefs, but the Bengals <laughs> and Joey B, Joy Shiesty, have made it seem like that as well for themselves. Even though they're lacking, like their franchise is lacking experience, never mind just the, the new crop of players, they've made it seem like this is just another preseason game that they're walking into. And the other thing is, and this happened with the Cardinals um, when they had that Hale Murray with Kyler Murray against the Bills, I believe they lost the next game after that. And I heard somebody say it's because they're coming off such a high. It's sometimes hard to take that into the next game because you had such a crazy game. It's hard to replicate that. And that's possibly what could bog the Chiefs down. However, they're at home. And I think that is definitely going to play a role into this. That's why I'm taking the Chiefs. We'll switch over to the NFC now. Niners, Rams, Luke, who are you taking in this game? This one's a little bit more interesting, obviously. I mean, this one, I'll give it, I'm just going to keep it short and simple in terms of the winner. I think the Rams are going to win, but this is one where I think it's a little bit more 
either one, we're gonna get a crazy game. Like I saw something. It could be like we see that we could see the Chiefs and Rams in this time in the Super Bowl, and this time with Matt Stafford instead of Jared Goff at quarterback, where yeah. they both scored fifty points in the regular season. We could see that in the Super Bowl, or we can see a rematch between you know San Francisco and the Chiefs, and see a rematch and see maybe if Jimmy G takes it this time and doesn't let up a a game because of a bad ball, and then what if the Bengals can just all of a sudden just completely reset the organization and somehow win a Super Bowl. I mean, the matchups this year are going to be incredible no matter what. I'm going to say the Rams because I do believe in the Matthew Stafford new playoff blood, and I do believe in this Rams team when they're just starting to get back in their um, their full groove. Von Miller looked amazing last week against Donovan Smith, and when I, when I watched him play, he was maybe even more impactful in the pass rush, at least, than Aaron Donald last week. He was getting more pressures. He was hitting Brady hard, and that really just impacted the game. He was the game wrecker last week. So Von Miller, I think, could be really the, the main impact. If Trent Williams is out and Von Miller is lined up against a backup left tackle this week, I, there's no chance. Yeah. There's no chance. That, that's what I'm going to still say the Rams. That's what happened. Tristan Wurst was out for the Bucks. That obviously did not help them whatsoever. They've already lost so many pieces. And credit to Vaughn for reviving his career. Uh, he's back. He's somewhat back to his Broncos phase. Obviously, he's not as great, but he's still there at that elite level. And then let's like OBJ, like comes out of nowhere out of Cleveland. <laughs> Obviously, listen, I was a big believer in OBJ because he's in Cleveland. It's the Browns. That's that's not a franchise you want to be a part of ever, period. So <laughs> the fact that he got out of there and then showed everybody that, hey, nothing happened. I've just been on two horse crap teams the giants and the browns this is the first team that has has had playoff hopes like even close right so this i'm just i'm just happy to see him succeed and actually get the ball not just have baker overthrow him or not even get the ball anytime during the game so that's why i like the rams in this game papa who are you taking in this game and why <laughs> I have been screaming that it is Matthew Stafford's season since that trade happened. I have always been fed up with the Matthew Stafford slander. You can check my TikTok. I've been dying on this hill for the season, and I am not giving up on it. And I'll, I'll go double down. It's Matthew Stafford and the Rams by a million. By This is a statement victory. I think OBJ, Cup. Matt Stafford, the, that defense, Jalen Ramsey gets himself two picks. Von Miller gets himself three sacks. I think they're going to go absolutely bonkers, and I'm taking the Rams by a country mile. Nice. Yeah, and and just quickly touch on Jalen Ramsey. I uh, I was really shocked, actually, because Mike Evans had yeah. a 75-yard bomb on him, and that's like for a guy who talks so much about his level of gameplay and who consistently backs it up. I was shocked that Jalen Ramsey got burned like that. I expect him to come back this week. He's going to have a great game. I'm taking the Rams. And Scott, we're finishing off the episode with your prediction here. Who do you have winning this game? I have to go with the Rams too. I mean, I give a lot of credit to Matt Stafford. You see what's happened this season. You know, this is the first time in his career that he ever beat a team that was five games above 500 when he beat, when he beat uh, uh, the Cardinals the first time. He's done that three times this season. 
and he had never done it previously in all the years that he was with Detroit. Add to that, you mentioned Cup, you mentioned Von Miller, Aaron Donald. OBJ, I think, is thriving in an L.A. market because L- uh, OBJ is a New York, L.A. kind of guy. He is not a Cleveland guy. <laughs> you know, he is not, you know, he is basically, he is made for the lights. And I think you're seeing what's happening now because he's finally in an environment where, by God, he has a chance to win, you know, complete compete for a Super Bowl. He's putting up good numbers. He's in the spotlight. He is basically in his perfect situation for the first time in his career as he's pushing 30 years old right now. And I think you have all of these things here. And again, I mentioned it before. You have, in this case, L.A. with experience here. Not as much experience as, as Kansas City. But they've been down this road before. They've been here before. This is still a little bit new to this 49er franchise. Now, the 49ers have won, I believe, the last six games against the Rams. But I don't think it's going to matter here because the Rams know that they can go to the Super Bowl. They just came off a thrilling win of their own. Both teams did. But I think people were more shocked by the fact that the 49ers won than by the fact that the Rams won. The Rams, I think, know they got that win. They pulled out what they needed to. And they are playing at home right now. I think it's going to be their advantage, although expect to see a lot of 49er fans in that crowd. A lot of them are going to be making that trip on Sunday. But I still give the Rams this win. 100%. I think playing at SoFi is definitely going to help. And Rams make the Super Bowl. That is huge. We saw it last year with the Bucs. And I think also Mm -hmm. touching on the Niners fans, I I thought I heard something about a ban for fans coming in outside of... They're trying. You'll you'll find a way to do it. I guarantee you'll find a way. (laughs) Something, Something weird is happening there. Something is brewing. But if the Niners win, if the Bengals win... You know what? Like, if you told me at the beginning of the season it was going to be a Niners Bengals Super Bowl, I would have, mm-hmm. I, I would have lost it. I would have, I would have ended it. I would have ended the page. I would have yeah. said, "Sorry, you guys. I was already so low at the on the Bengals at the beginning of the season, and I'm willing to yeah. say so because they've truly surprised me, and I'm excited to see where they're going. I think all these teams have really bright futures. Even if Garoppolo is gone from the Niners, I'm sure they can find a quarterback if that is Trey Lance, who's going to help them succeed in the future. That's going to wrap up today's episode, you guys. Papa Smurf, Zach, thank you very, very much for coming on tonight, man. Thank you for having me on, brother. It's been a pleasure. I love talking to you guys, and hopefully we can get you on breaking down the tape sometime soon, and uh, we'll talk again. 100%. Yeah, we're going to have you on hopefully again, uh, whether that be for the Super Bowl podcast or in the offseason, 100%. We're going to be in talk. Scott, first time on. How do you enjoy it, man? Dude, it was awesome. This 38, 40 minutes here just completely 100% flew by, and I think we'll all agree with that. But, yeah, I'd love to have you on Streampunk Sports. Uh, basically, we got some stuff in the pipeline we just launched. So, uh, But, yeah, both you, all three of you guys, I'd love to have you on, get your insight. You're a fun bunch. That's all I can say. You're awesome. Thank <laughs> you, man. We love to yeah. have you. And, again, guys, everybody's content is going to be linked down in the caption. Please go check them out. And, Luke, as always, brother, thank you very, very much for sticking with us through the season. Of course, man. I'm I'm always glad to be on. Um, always, um, you know, always love to have you guys on my show as well. Um, you know, don't get too much of a just shout out, you know. But yeah, it's awesome to be on. I love being on. If this is my last episode of the season, this is awesome. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. It's been a great it's been a great NFL season. You can't ask for much more. And I'm expecting a big big few next weeks. I'm so excited to cover it all on the podcast and again everybody tuning in watch the whole time thank you very very much and we will catch you guys in the next episode peace out everyone thank you